Hello, hi. Welcome to another episode of your favorite Magodi podcast, Magodi Unveiled. I'm your host, the resident Magodi, Sia Tewu. Today's topic is uncomfortable. Why? Because nobody gets married to get divorced. But sometimes life happens and circumstances change that lead people down this path that they never imagined that they would go through. So today, we are joined by Alisa Madisagwani, who will be explaining how she went through her journey and has been able to go past it and dealt with her divorce. So our guest today will be talking us through her journey and how she's managed to get over it and do you actually ever get over it? Sis Balisa, how are you today? I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm Next? shining. I'm yes, top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good and you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're talking about a topic here that some people, you know, even religiously, people would say, you know, divorce is not something that they want to go through. Um, so talk to us. But before we talk to you about your divorce, let's start with the wedding. Let's start there. Let's reverse a little bit. Um, how old are you? You excited? You getting married? What's 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 happening? Take take us to that point. Sure. You know what? Any girl wants to get married. Any girl wants to see herself. You know, being celebrated, walking on the street. You know what I mean? So at that time of my life, I think. Yo, how old was I? I think just about thirties or so. Um, I was excited, I was happy, I was looking forward to my big day, you know, yeah, so it was exciting. Mm. I, was, I was excited, you know, I went through my dress, my makeup, my hair, my family, mm. family members, my sisters, my friends, so it was beautiful. So yeah, it was great. And, and how long had you been with your partner at the time? At the time, my ex-husband and I were friends before we started dating. Okay. Um, we became friends for quite, um, I think, over seven years. So, um, and then immediately something happened. I don't know, one thing, you know, flew. It just, it just happened one from one step to another. And then we found ourselves being in love. Okay. And yeah, at that time, I think that's when he started proposing. And okay. it was all exciting. Was so exciting. yeah, yes. and then we got married. And I think, you know, that was, it, there was an issue. There was issues there. Because um, from the time when I was dating, my husband didn't have a child. Okay. So I came with a child in a marriage, even in a relationship. And I'm a Soweto girl who has a child. And then here's this young man from the Northwest, from the rural areas, Komafikeng. He's a breadwinner, you know, in his family, and he doesn't have a child. So obviously, I think in a way, I understood who the family members, especially the mother, as much as, you know, we ended up getting along, but the mother had always been vocal that they wished that their son had married somebody from their town, from Afikeng, and of course somebody who didn't have a child. And unfortunately, love is love. Because I remember there was a time when my ex-husband was telling them, you know what, there's only one Balisa. There can never be another Balisa. There's no other Balisa. So I think at that time that gave me you know, confidence to yeah. say, yeah, I am the only one. There's never another Balisa. Yes. And, and then so you got married, when, at, at which point of your marriage did you start seeing cracks or red flags that started looking a bit shady? Oh, um, honestly speaking, with my experience, um, it was even before the marriage. And um, honestly, I don't think it was from my husband. 
side. It was just the pressure from his family members. That's how I saw it and that's how I feel. And that's my experience to say, uh, I think my husband, my ex-husband was somebody who, whom I can say did not have a backbone when it comes to listening to especially other people, but especially his family members. You know, he was pleasing more. He wanted to please his mother more. He wanted to please his family more than um, please our relationship. As much as I know that, you know, he would do anything for me, you know, cross the rivers for me and everything. But then when it came to especially the influence from his family, side especially the sisters um i think that's when everything did not go well because even before we got married there was a time where he got an advice that you know uh, from the family members we shouldn't sign in community of property we shouldn't do this we shouldn't do that and i felt that it was something a decision and a choice that me and him had to make as a couple as much as yes he's got his family members i also have my family members but the sad part about that is um, at that time, now my mom had passed on. So I didn't have anyone to go and stand up for me and fight for him. And at that time, Leah, now on his side, the mom was still um, alive, you know, and may God bless his soul. The mom passed away only last year. But at that time, I just felt like my husband was always, always getting advices and, you know, getting whatever, you know, information from the family side and especially some of the sisters side so already there were cracks you know in that even area. before you said I do even before I said I do um, there was a time where I remember my husband uh, and my family members my friends they threw me an engagement party and um, to us an engagement party is an engagement party he didn't have to go and ask for permission you know to say I'm engaging this woman and then they found out about it and it was also another issue you know so I think yeah issues were actually they were not in it was not it was not between me and him it was never about our love how we felt for each other and how you know we were dating and happy but then everything came into a mess when other family members started getting into our um, relationship and including uh, to our marriage. Okay. Now, in your marriage, um, were, wait, let's start here. How long were you guys married? I think we got married about, um, we knew, I think, uh, was it over seven years? Because we started dating for three years, we were friends, and then seven years went on, we got married. Um, from 2007, if I'm not mistaken, from 2007 up until 2013 when I filed for divorce officially. So I think all in all it was like I've known this person for almost um, 20 years of my life. So I could say maybe around 15 years okay. of yeah, beautiful okay. marriage oh, at the end wow. of the day. Yeah. And I like that you, you, you're not discounting that there, there were some good times and, and oh, you're calling goodness. it a beautiful marriage. It wasn't yes, some yes, toxic yes. part of your life that you would rather yes. forget. You know, my ex-husband was my best friend. He was my friend. We, we shared a lot of beautiful moments together. We, we had beautiful kids. Thank you. Um, when I 
met him, my daughter, whom he was one years old at the time. So um, it was beautiful. You know, he, he was my best friend at the time. I could cry to him. I mean, when I, met, when I met him, I had a boyfriend at the time. So my boyfriend had heard me, and then I went to him as a friend to say, hey, you see, this guy did this and that to me, and he was there, you know, to give me a shoulder. So all along, we were best friends. And I just felt like he failed. He failed me. He failed to support me as a wife. He failed to support me and listen to me and, you know, take care of me and my family, which is me and him and my kids. He was always listening to his family members who were always into our case. He would never take my side, even if there were times where his sisters were at fault, but he would never say anything or stop them or fight for me. He would rather keep quiet when they were interfering in our marriages, in our marriage. So I think that's a very painful part of my life. As much as he was a very good man, he is a very good man. He took care of us financially. He loved me. He still does. <laughs> he loves my kids dearly. He would do anything for me and the kids right now. But there's just one thing that led to uh, you know, to me getting tired. Like draining me, literally in Sitswana I can say You know what I mean? So when those things happen, I think they drain you so much as a woman. I'm a mother of three kids. I had adopted another child. I'm a freelancer. Sometimes I work at ungodly hours and you know what I mean? And here you have in-laws that are always, always, always interfering in your marriage. And you have a husband who would do anything for you. But when it comes to uh, his family side, he would never protect me or take my side or defend me. Instead, he would rather pretend it turn back and um, look the other way around and how do you deal with such a person that you feel that doesn't protect you you know as a woman it drains the love out of you as a mother it tires you emotionally and psychologically you know uh, as a human being basically it just breaks you it just breaks you because you ex you expect this man who's supposed to be your husband, your standby, your advocate, your everything, no matter what happens outside, you are expecting for this man to be your pillar. You know, he would do everything for me elsewhere, but when it came to his family members, I, I personally feel that he would never take my side or protect me. So I think along the way, that was the only thing I think that made us to be where we are right now. During the course of your marriage and when you when you were getting, when you were feeling that tiredness or that fatigue from everything that was happening, were you able to, you know, seek help, whether it's uh, from family elders, um, from 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 your church, if you if that's what you believe, your, 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 your pastor or whatever, were you able to go maybe to a psychologist? I know in this course, in our culture, what, what would happen in a, in, a, in a relationship is that when there's a problem between the husband and the wife, uh, so that the people, um, I think in Zulu, 
if I'm if I'm not mistaken, but it's it's the people, it's the representatives from the husband's family as well as the wife's family. They would then be the ones that are able to resolve the issue because it was them that put you guys together in the first yes. place. So yes. if there's a problem between the husband and wife, it gets taken to the to those elders as onozakuzaku for them to try and resolve it. Were you able to do something like that? You know what? Um, in a way, I think so, but then. Not really, because firstly, remember, I, I didn't have a mother. My mother wasn't there to take my side or to stand up for me like he did when his mother came in and always defended him and, you know, or spoke or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, the person that came and tried to sort matters out was my dad. My father came in, but at that time, when my, my father came in, I was also very much drained. You know, and by the time my dad came in, because remember, as a woman, you do not go out, and especially with me, I was a public figure. You know, I didn't want everyone, whether in the family or in friends or in the public, to know, you know, what was going on in my marriage. I understood, as a woman, meaning as a woman you hold a knife you know in both sides I did the best that I could to be the best wife to be the best mother to be you know the best family woman that I could be so a lot of things that were happening inside my marriage without even good or bad or you know whatever even the, the little things I would never go out there and speak to people or talk about it everything in Klalapes wine and solve it as I thought would you know, in Nimbogoto, in Zimwa Mumama, in Zonya Tela, isn't That's how I actually um, did it. But towards the end, my dad came in, and at that time, I remember asking my dad, begging my dad, kneeling down to my father, that I wanted out. I, my father was like, No ways, you can't. I mean, I begged my dad, Papa. So you know when you look at your dad and you kneel down, you know. And I think reason being, um, there was a time when I, my helper and my kids were telling me that um, they had daddy talk about divorce. I'm like, this man is planning to divorce me. I didn't know. But they, daddy was talking with her mother about the divorce at the time. So I think the mother was asking him, you said you're gonna divorce. What were you begging your father for? Let's 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 ask that. You know, after I heard uh, that my husband was discussing divorce, um, I decided no ways. I'm stepping out of this. I'm gonna divorce him before he divorces me. But funny enough, I think he was only saying that to please his mother. That to me, he had he had already planted a seed. You know, because you know, when when a woman gets married, nobody wants to marry to divorce. No matter what, I know mentally, psychologically, physically, emotionally, I know I was married to sit and stay in my home, and I wanted to build my family. No matter even you know the challenges that we had, but that word that I had shook me. That word scared me. And I always say to him now, God, you know, you planted a seed. And when you planted a seed, I watered it. Immediately after that, that's when I begged my father. My father didn't understand. 
And then he started changing, going back to say, no, he didn't mean it. He was never going to divorce me. But at that time, I was so drained. And I think I got to a point where I stopped loving my husband. And the most painful part is, um, you know, when you stay with someone that you know is your husband, is the father of your kids, but you stopped loving him. I stopped loving him because everything else that I think we went through, the challenges, the pain, the problems, I think that's when they started building up. And I realized that everything that I was sitting on top, everything that I was, you know, hiding under the carpet, the wastelona, is this a savuta? Because now even the little things that used to happen, and I got trained and I stopped loving this man. It went on, it went on for three years. Uh, we separated. We were not sleeping in the same bed. And um, I moved on with my life. Let's next pause there. So when, when you make this decision in your heart, at what point do you sit your kids down? Remember, this, you've already told us that you came into the relationship with one child, and now there's two extra kids in this relationship that you guys have made together. Um, now you've got these kids. What, what conversation are you having with them, the children, to explain what's happening with Mama and Papa? You know, honestly speaking, I didn't even have a conversation with my kids, and I think kids are smart enough to see and to know what is happening. Um, a lot of times I think my kids would come to me and ask me if I'm okay. A lot of times my kids would be there and life just went on and we just separated when with my husband. He went to Stana somewhere else and I took my kids and I stayed somewhere else. We lost our house. Um, so at that time I think the kids had to be with mommy. The only thing that I did best as I could was to give them still the attention and the love that I continued to give them and also gave them access to their dad because their father would always come and always come and fetch them and be there. And even when the father was there, I made sure that, you know, they're not seeing us fighting or, you know, I tried my best in that. But I think the kids just saw it happening because I don't think that, um, there was never a time where I honestly sat down with them and explained to them, well, this is what was happening. And being a public eye, um, a lot of the stories were also in the media. So my eldest daughter and my son who was in primary then, um, they saw them, they read about it, they heard it from the kids at school, you know, so it was painful. How, I, was, I was about to ask, how is that for you as a mom? You're dealing with all of these things internally and then the babies come home from school and they say mama we had this mama we had that mm. how, how are you dealing with that are you are you saying are you confirming what they're telling you or do you try and sensitize them in such a way that you, you know um I did not confirm anything to the kids all I did was just to try and flush it off and you know, try to you know, just change the topic. Um, that's what I did and at that time it worked for me because at the end of the day they ended up seeing mommy who's happy and who's not stressed but then it did hurt me 
obviously when my eldest daughter would come home and say, Mommy, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, you know what I mean? And then I would just say, you know what, you're special, you're not like other kids. I'm sure they want to be like you. They would always talk about your mom because your mom is on TV, but you know that at the end of the day, I love you. So life would just go on. I would take my kids out. Sometimes I'll take them on holidays. Sometimes we'd go out for drinks or for, you know, restaurants. So life just went on. But I'm sure it hurt my kids, obviously. But at that time, I think I was in a moment of my life where I didn't even care what was happening about, you know, the outside world. I did not even want to focus on what was happening. Inside, yes, it did hurt me. Inside, it did disturb me, but my focus was on making sure that my kids are good. Because right now, the only thing I can say is that it hurts me that uh, the decision that I make, that I made to walk out of my marriage denied my kids what people can call a normal home. What people, you know, uh, look at and say, yo, it's mommy and daddy and the kids. That's the only thing that hurts me and that, I, that always gets me to say, maybe I should have stayed, but for the sake of kids having mommy and daddy, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have, but it was just too much for me to sit in my home with somebody whom you actually fell out of, out, you know, fell out of love with. Like I said, it, I fell out of love with my husband. I stopped loving him. I loved him, but I was not in love with him anymore. And for me, it wasn't healthy emotionally, psychologically, or physically. It wasn't, you know, helping me because if I wasn't happy, then it meant my kids were not happy. So um, unfortunately, it had to go to them, where I ended up separating with my husband. And um, we didn't divorce just like that. I didn't even think like that, you know, okay, I'm divorcing now. No, it was a process. It's something that came in and, you know, it like grew and grew until one day it exploded. And um, in 2013, I decided to make it official. I sat him down. I went to court, um, came with the papers, gave him the divorce papers. Obviously, it crushed him because that happened when he was trying now to mend the marriage where he was now all of a sudden, I think, got a light bulb and trying for, you know, for us to say, you know what, let us do this thing. But unfortunately, I think it went on for so long where I was already out, out physically, out emotionally psychologically you know and yeah even my heart now had moved on honestly speaking the only mistake that I can say I made in my marriage was moving on before signing but we had already separated for over three years so in that three years I moved on and I moved on to somebody who was in my, was in my past and I was happy I knew that my heart I knew where my heart was so I couldn't go back to a marriage where I felt I wasn't in love. So I just wanted now peace in my life. So are you are you confirming they, they normally say that by the time a woman actually verbalizes it or actually physically steps out of a marriage, it had been a while that her heart was already out. So are you confirming that was really the situation for you? By the time you walked out, your heart was already out of it. it was, you were done. You were fed up. And... Definitely so. Mm. 
definitely so. Um, by the time I had verbalized it, 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 it had already been there. He had mourned the I marriage. I mourned it. I, I was comfortable with it. I was happy. I was at peace. And I was ready to even move out physically, you know. So it's not something that just happened. When you decide to walk out of your marriage, it's not something that you just decide and you jump and say, no, I'm divorcing. It's something that went on and on and on. And, you know, I had to, you know, accept it at first, be at peace with it, and be sure mentally, physically, it always So in that, that, was where in that I was. time, are you, are you making supper for the family? You being umama here in the home? You're making supper, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you, you are meeting all your responsibilities up in the home, but you know when I when divorce Yes. It was like that. Like you this person becomes a husband just because he's a husband is in the house. But as a woman you continue, you know, you as a as a not as a wife, but basically as a mother. And as a woman, you continue waking up, making breakfast for your kids, taking them to school. When he's there, you cook for everyone in the house. But then you, you know that your heart is no longer there. And how does that affect your intimacy in, 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 your, in your relationship? Is there any intimacy at that point? With me, there wasn't intimacy. I didn't allow it for that, you know, the, that next three years, I couldn't even, you know, be intimate with my then husband. Yeah, so it had stopped quite uh, for the next three years before I divorced. And I was peace, uh, at peace with it, I was happy, you know, I was okay with it. And then after the divorce, because I know because I know you said you haven't, you didn't go through any kind of counseling, whether it's the church or a psychologist or whatever, at the end of the marriage, were you able to do that? Were you able to sit down with someone and unpack what trauma he had just gone through? Honestly, with me, I didn't. Um, first of all, I wasn't brought up that way. I've never been to a psychologist or a counselor or, you know, in my life, no, I haven't done that. So with me, it was a matter of just picking up myself and going. And um, I faced a lot of challenges, you know, after my marriage because at the end of the day, you still want, the woman that I am, I still wanted a family. I still wanted to be a wife to someone. I still wanted, you know, to move on. And I think the mistake that I found myself in was to try and, you know, grab anything that comes. That means any man that asks you out, you think, okay, could this be it? You know what I mean? And I made that mistake twice or thrice, you know, in my life after the marriage. Um, it took me a while to realize that I was trying to mend whatever that, you know, I had. Um, to an extent that, you know, um, I mean, I met a guy who was married and that guy was telling me that he wants me to be a second wife. I think I was so desperate to have a family again that I ended up saying yes, you know, without thinking about whether my kids or my background, but honestly speaking, I just saw myself as a second wife. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this guy wants me to be a second wife. And only then I'm like, no, but what am I doing here? What's happening? You know what I mean? And then the other challenge was dating again after marriage and having all the kids. You know, I know that uh, at that time my husband had a girlfriend now, so the kids were like, no, mommy, you must also move on, you know? I was like, hey, why not? And anybody again that asked me out, I was thinking, okay, let me go on dates. You know, so I think if I, I had given myself, I didn't give myself time to really 
take a break and yeah so I fell into a lot of mistakes and everyone that came and asked me out to me I felt okay maybe they love me and it could be the yeah, one it could be the one so when you are dating are you introducing the kids to Uncle Sipo and Uncle Temba and Uncle whoever that comes along or are you doing the thing on the side without involving them no with me I, I think I protect my kids a lot I, I yeah, I love my kids a lot. I didn't do that and I didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't see myself doing that. You know, so my kids they are were not introduced to any of the men. You no, know, I would never even bring, you know, my um, boyfriend at the time in the house. But obviously they knew that I had kids and it would just be maybe going away. I didn't wanna do that. No. Yeah. Except now. Yes, girl. Now, now you tell them. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, no, now, yeah, they know that mom is happy and okay. is settled and, yeah. Okay. Now, how, how are anniversaries um, after the, 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 the divorces come? You, you know, I got, I got engaged on such a day, this was the, my, my Mahadi day, this was the day. Yeah, I don't did, even did, remember that. Did you, did you remember no. the wedding anniversary? Nope, I don't remember the anniversary. I don't even remember the wedding day except pictures that were there. It was a traditional wedding mm. and I only remember it when I see pictures. Mm. But honestly speaking, my mind is not there at all. I don't okay. remember, I don't think about it. I like I've moved on. Yes. You know, I'm, I mean there was a time where I even wished that my husband can just find somebody else, you know what I mean? And just be happy with somebody else. And eventually he did. And funny enough, now I found out that the person that, you know, my husband has lobolat now is the woman that was in the picture then. So which is good because Lina, the person that's in my life now, is a person that was eventually in my life, you know, before. So I guess, yeah. Spade, spade, gara, gara. Amanda, we are the and then, and then with the kids and, and, and dad having a new girlfriend and you having a new boyfriend or even an old boyfriend and him having an old girlfriend, how do those dynamics how, how do you navigate those dynamics? Do, do you want to know? Um, do you like, okay, tell me what, what happened at Papa's house? Wait, Papa's house, did she, was she there? What did she say? What was she wearing? Uh, do you want those details? Or are you like, I'm, I'm done, it's over? If I'm done, it's over. It's the kids, obviously, that would come and tell me, you know, Mama, Mama so-and-so did this. You know, Mama, I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I think I met the woman once. And when I met her, I said to her, thank you for loving my kids. You know, I gave her a hug, I'm like, okay, thank you for loving my kids. Um, which I think, because my kids, when they go to their father's house, they meet her, mm -hmm. they met her, and, but I asked about it, is she okay with you? Do, is she nasty to you? Is she, you know, so the kids are confirming that, no, she's just fine, she's just quiet. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And so, so far, I think she's still fine with my kids. Okay. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I still, you know, make it a point that I am your mother. Okay. No one else will be your mother. But respect the other woman. Respect her because she's now your father's wife and um, she's an elder. So when you go there, just understand that your father married somebody else and just respect her like your mother. Okay. Yeah, and then that's where it ends. I'm very much happy. I'm looking forward to, you know, my new life. Um, I think uh, the person that I'm with right now, it's been three years now, you know, that uh, we've been dating or seeing each other. Um, I think we are very serious now. And it's somebody that I know from my past. 
that's the nice part about it. Like I dated this guy when I was in my 20s. Um, that was, I think, after I, I had a child with Somizi, after I broke up with Somizi, and then my child was one year old, and I met this young man, and you know, there was a spark, and we were in love, but you know, we were young at the time. He was all over, and then I got mad, and I got angry, we broke up. And yeah, life went on as we broke up. I also met my husband, I got married. Fast forward, he also got married. And then uh, 10 years later, he comes back, he's going through a divorce, I'm going through a divorce. We started patching things up. Again, things didn't work out, fell out again. And then only three years later, I think it was in 2020, I was at home um, and he was also at home because we grew up in the same um, township and it's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm home. I know I'm home. Hey, you divorced now. Yeah, finally I'm divorced. Oh, yeah, finally so we started like being friends again. And then we've been going stronger and stronger until now. So yeah, I think now it's even more stronger. <laughs> yes, child. Yeah, I'm hoping that you know that Makoti topic is something that's on the line. I, I was about to ask, do you still believe in the institution of marriage? Do you still want to get married? I'm definitely getting married one day. I am in love, I'm happy, I'm in peace, and I am definitely getting married. No, yeah. And, it's and in the discussions. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm really hoping, you know, in my next marriage, um, there's nothing different that I will change from my old marriage. All I know is that I just want to be at peace. I want to be happy and um, I'm still the woman that I was, you know, when he met me or, you know, I will still hold on to my family the way I did with my first marriage. There's nothing different that I have done or that I will do. I'm just going to be me, myself and I, and I'm glad that I think he accepts me for who I am. My kids are happy with him and, well. <laughs> Look at you smiling. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and what do you say to people that you know society has sort of expectations of women? Um, so what do you say to to people that would would talk about you know when when you're a divorcee you 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 are used goods if 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 I can put it that way there 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 are people that speak like that. So when people say things like that that as a divorcee you are used goods, how how do you how does it make you feel? You know what, it hurts. I mean, I've had experiences of even friends, my friends that are married, their husband would also make such comments, you know. I remember there was another friend or close friend of mine that um, uh, uh, she used to be my friend, well, she still is, but I've decided to step back a bit because every time she would have an argument with um, her husband, then she came to me once and told me that uh, my husband said, uh, yeah, it's because of divorce and to me, it hurt me because I'm like, okay, maybe this husband would not like influence, you know, on the wife. So maybe let me step back a bit because every time they fight, so already they're labeling me, you know what I mean? And um, another thing I remember when I had, uh, uh, I was involved in this other relationship with this same guy who wanted to make me, you know, a wife, it was the second wife. The family members were also saying, you know what I mean? So I also went through that experience where people would always label you, you know, say, or this or that, you know. And um, it was painful. It is painful. 
I don't want to lie. I'm not going to say, say, I don't care. They end up caring because now you look at yourself to say, am I really, you know, that, you know, wasted? Am I really dirty? But like I said, I'm one person who's able to block everything and just focus on what I want to do and move on. Uh, I, I, I think that's my strength. I dust myself. I fall so many times, but I never stay down. I always stay up and dust myself and move on, you know. And I try to block a lot of noises that just come and say palisa, 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 because I think of those things. Um, they, 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 in my life, you know, I've dealt with so many judgment, misjudgment ever since, especially uh, you know, from my teenager, from the time when I had a child with Usomizi back then, where people would always label me. And they said, you know what I mean, if you're trying to be famous. And people put me in a very, you know, I don't know, they, they would just judge me and label me and talk bad about me. So since then, I think I've learned to have a thick skin. With all, even the, the I've had like bad media write-ups, you know, from nowhere. Sometimes I'll say, but these people, they talk as if not, they know me. You know, but then with me, I think, like I said, I've developed such a thick skin where I always say, I'm going to dust myself and focus, focus on where I want to go. So that happens, that still happens. And um, I'm glad right now I've got a partner who holds me and, you know, and I think it's also because he knows me from the past. He's my friend, he's my best friend, and he is my boyfriend and he's my partner now, you know, so he understands me, he understands my background. So to him, I'm not Palisa Bangwalanga and I'm on TV. To him, I'm not Palisa Wago TV. To him, I'm not Palisa Wago So you know what I mean? So um, with that, that gives me strength also to know that you have somebody who you know loves you. And more than anything, my kids. I think my kids give me so much support that you know I end up forgetting, okay, Ghana, their mother is a public figure. When I'm at home, I'm not Palisa the public figure, I'm a mother. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they are my kids, they are my children. So they give me so much strength, you know, in whatever it is that is happening. Um, my eldest daughter, Bahumi, she is so smart right now. She's so intelligent, very outspoken, very independent. So she's the one that, find, funny enough, gives me advice. Now imagine when your daughter gives you advice, but then I go, okay, you know. So I find it to be my best friend. And I've got a very handsome son who is now 17, 18 years now. Um, Lena, you know, when he always says, you know, mommy, you are the reason you know, I'm moving. You are the like my son gives me strength as well. And when my kids love me, I mean, what else do I need? Even if in the relationship that I'm in now, whether it works or it doesn't work, but the fact that I'm getting so much love and support from my kids, Ahumi, Kumo, and Muhumi, then what else do I need? Um, one last thing. Can you talk to Oma Koti? <laughs> talk to Oma Koti about moving on and that it's okay and it's possible to find love again and that when your marriage ends, it doesn't mean it's the end of time or it's the end of your life, but you can move on and you can find happiness again. Let's let's encourage them. Let's let's unveil this for them. Let's unveil this part um, and let them know. Okay, queens in Bogoto, in the Gaza, my queens, 
it is okay to let go it is okay to not look back you are beautiful you have a crown on your head hold yourself up high lift yourself you know and you know move on like a goddess it is okay to move on even if it doesn't work it still does not make you any less important any less of a human being any less of a woman I always say to myself, you know, no amount of words can break me, can break my values, my standards, or my integrity. So take that with you. You are still beautiful. You are still a beautiful woman. You have kids. It shows that Ozalile, you know. So just move on and be happy. Find happiness. Even if it happens seven, eight, nine times, hey, Mama Mirama gave about married nine times. Nine mm -hmm. times and it didn't change anything about who she is as a woman and as a queen. So if I can do it, so can you, go that's. That's how I would see it, this course. Everything, she said everything that needs to be said. Sister Lisa, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you and we thank you for coming to our show today. And a special thank you to you for watching. And so for the last time this season, from me, Siatehu, your resident Magoti. Bye-bye, Standard. Bye-bye,